it's great to see a nice crowd here today for our feast day of um, All Saints. That this first day of November is always a commemoration, not of any particular saint, but of all the saints. Those who have been canonized that we know of, that are in the calendar, for instance, that have their own feast days. And those invisible saints, the many people who have populated heaven, that behold God face to face in the beatific vision that we've never heard of, that they lived quiet, silent, holy lives. And through the holiness of their life and their death in Christ, they have been now uh, brought to the vision of glory where Jesus and Mary and the rest of the saints and angels behold God face to face and sing his praises, as we hear in the book of Revelation. And there's such a great diversity of saints that no one saint is like any other saint. Unlike evil, which is kind of mundane and follows the same exact patterns over and over again, saintliness, holiness, goodness is diverse. It's like a light that's been uh, traveled through a prism and just separates out into all these glorious colors and all these glorious, beautiful manifestations of that same goodness, that same light. And that's what we see in the saints. I was just watching a movie last night with my sister called The Brothers Bloom. It's uh, an old favorite of mine. Uh, and she'd never seen it, so I showed her this movie, and it's about two con artists who grew up as little boys, uh, orphans, through foster families and through different towns. They made their way in life by conning people, but not just to take their money, but to kind of enter into the story. They always felt so separated from everybody because they were always the newcomer. They always didn't belong to the family, to the school, to the community, and so they'd insinuate themselves through these elaborate cons and stories, and it's very entertaining, uh, funny movie, but also has this sort of message about life in general, because one of the brothers, the, the younger brother, is so sick of living a fake life, a written story, one that's not genuine, and his brother says, yeah, you want to, re- you want to live an unwritten life. One where you don't know the ending. One where the characters in it aren't just playing a part, but you engage life in this unscripted manner. But I won't ruin the end of the movie, but there's this great line at the end that one of the characters says to him who realizes his existential struggle. And she says, You know, there's no such thing as an unwritten life. Only a badly written life. Which I think is very deep if you, if you pause and think about it. That all of our lives have a story have an author. And it really depends on who's writing the story, whether it's a good one or not. Or if it's a badly written, boring, uninspiring story. Or whether it's a beautiful, inspiring, and holy story. Of course, the saints are the ones who have let God be the author of their life. That they've thrown away their own plans, they've thrown away their own pride and prejudice and sin and gone wholeheartedly after the one thing that matters, God's plan for their life, their vocation, their calling. I don't know about you, but I try that, and I can remember certain points in my life, certain especially vignettes or stories where I thought, that was God writing the story of my life, and I finally had the grace and the humility to actually let him do it. One time in particular I was thinking about was when I was a deacon in the seminary my last year at Mundelein, I got this idea around Christmas time to go stand out on Michigan Avenue with a friend of mine uh, with a sign that said free blessings. I'd seen that free hugs thing. 
And I had this idea. I was like, I need to get out of the seminary. I'm, I'm itching to get out into the world and evangelize and, and preach. But how do you do it? How do you get yourself into people's path? And this thing just came to me in class. I wrote it down on my piece of paper, just free blessings. So we went down there and stood in three-degree weather in our clerics with this sign that we'd made that said free blessings. And pretty much everybody passed by us. And we're like, oh, I'm already blessed. No thanks. And, and we were freezing and cold, but there were these people that did come up to us, uh, a woman and her daughter who asked for us to pray for them to find a home. Um, many people, the, the police officers came up to ask us to bless them that they'd be safe today. And all, the, all these people just kind of came up, encounters I never would have had with people on the street, people rushing by, shopping last minute for Christmas gifts and everything like that. I, I guess I put myself, or I let God put me in a place to be found by people and to encounter and see the Lord Jesus in my neighbor. And I also felt the love of God pour through me in a, in a new way where I might just be one of that crowd rushing and, and just see people as in my way and trying to get through the traffic and the lines at, in the stores. But to really let God show you the meaning of your life who you are in relationship to him and your neighbor, there are these times, and I hope that you felt them, where you said, I didn't write that. God is writing my story. The saints are those who have the beatific vision. Beatitude is this word in the Bible that we read in the gospel today. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are persecuted and insulted. and All this negative stuff, they're blessed. They're beatus. They're, they're happy. What does it mean to be happy? The saints are the happy ones. They're the ones who are totally fulfilled, that are already enjoying the vision of God, their heart's truest longing. But how do we get there? I'll just finish with this one story of uh, my good friend, Father Ed Oakes, who, God rest him, is, I hope, in heaven now. I believe he is. I believe he's a saint. I pray to him and for him. But he was a professor of mine in seminary, and he died of pancreatic cancer uh, just a year after I was ordained a priest. And he remained a good friend of mine and a, of, a, of a fellow friend of mine, uh, a nun, a Franciscan sister. And we went to visit him in the hospital in his last days. And he was a shadow of his former self. He'd always been a portly, jolly guy, and he was just wasting away, and the cancer was eating him from the inside out. But there was this sheen about him, this glow in his eyes. And he told that he was so happy to see us. He said, I've been reading St. Therese, the story of a soul. And this was, mind you, a guy who was a towering intellect. He wrote and translated the works of von, uh, von Balthasar into, from German into English and was just this very erudite theologian. And here he was reading Simple St. Therese, The Story of a Soul, the most simple path to holiness that any of the saints maybe have ever written, the little way to simply do small things with great love. And it's, if you've ever read it, the story of her childhood up into her adulthood when she entered the Carmelite monastery And there was one story he insisted on reading to us from when she was a little girl. She had been looking at the old letters that her mother had written to her sister. And it was about St. Therese when she was just four, five, six years old. And she said, the little girl is such a scamp. I scolded her the other day, meaning St. Therese, because she said to me, oh, mother, I wish you would die. And when I scolded her, I said, why did you say that? And she said, because you told me to get to heaven, you have to die, and I want you to go to heaven. And as Father Oaks was reading these words, he started to get choked up and began to weep. And he just repeated that, to to go to heaven you have to die. 
And this was a man who was dying. And he realized in those moments that he was actually headed to a better place, to what his heart really longed for. And all of us, to get to heaven, one day are going to have to die. But you can start dying right now. You can start to be blessed in the way that Jesus, the Lord of heaven and earth, who knows how to be happy, has told us. Those who are poor, in other words, who have died to their possessions. Those who mourn, in other words, that have died to their worldly attachments. Those who are insulted or merciful. Those who have died to their resentments and their pride. The great thing about being human is that we're free. That we can choose every single day. Who's going to write my story? Am I going to try to write my boring, mundane story that's not all that creative and doesn't have that great of an ending? Or am I going to let God write my story? There's no such thing as an unwritten life, only a badly written life. Let's have beautiful lives in imitation of the saints who we celebrate today and be saints ourselves.